This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! The questions you always had. The answers you were never given. The place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as bad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. The Matrix is everywhere. It is all around us. It is the world that has been pulled over your eyes to blind you from the truth. Shall I tell you what I find beautiful about you? You are in charge of the best when things are worse. Sooner or later, though, you always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas at VeritasRadio.com. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, please make yourself at home. I want to thank you, Veritas member, for making our truth journey a reality. Please subscribe at VeritasRadio.com to listen to all segments of tonight's interview and all of our material. And tonight, we have an extra segment. Three hours. And stop looking elsewhere. If you need MMS, you've come to the right place. You can also buy our USB drives with all our seasons and bonus material. Just go to the Veritas store for more information. And to get in touch with us for member support, media inquiries, you want to be a guest or are a whistleblower, there's a link for you by clicking on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com. Tonight, will take you on a journey into the history of the nature and origins of the movement towards a one-world government. Our special guest is a wealth of in-depth research and will explain the roles of the major arms of the conspiracy today, such as the Federal Reserve, the Committee on Foreign Relations, the CFR, the Trilateral Commission, and the Bilderbergers. We will trace the history of the New World Order, from the Illuminati and the fomenting of the French Revolution to the 1913 takeover of the U.S. government by the bankers, the world wars, the rise of communism, and the United Nations. 
The goal is the establishment of genuine world order, an order in which national sovereignty is subordinate to world authority. Did you know that in the Masonic organizational structure, the 33rd degree is the only degree that cannot be earned? It is conferred and is awarded by the Mother Supreme Council of the World in Washington, D.C. At one point, a disgruntled member, a lawyer with the name of Joseph Schneider, dropped out of the order and was able to supply valuable information as it relates to their aims and goals. One, abolition of the monarchy and all ordered government. Two, abolition of private property. Three, abolition of inheritance. Four, abolition of patriotism. Five, abolition of the family through the abolition of marriage, all morality, and the institution of communal education for children. And six, abolition of all religion. For this and much more, in a three-hour edition, our special guest is David Allen Rivera. Coming up right now on Veritas. This is Ralph Epperson, and you are listening to The Veritas Show. David Allen Rivera has been studying and researching the New World Order and its relationship to Bible prophecy for over 30 years. He's also the author of the book titled Final Warning, A History of the New World Order. David has an associate in arts degree from the Harrisburg Area Community College and major in psychology and public policy at the Pennsylvania State University. As a young man, he was very active in grassroots politics, held various positions in the local party, and was the recipient of the 1979 and 1981 Outstanding Young Man of America. David's other research projects can be read in their entirety at his website. The father of three children, he has a grandson and lives in central Pennsylvania with his wife of over 28 years. And to learn more about David Allen Rivera, visit his website at www.darivera.com. And directly from Millersburg, Pennsylvania. I'm so glad to have David Allen Rivera here in Veritas for the first time. Hello and welcome, David. How are you? Nice. Uh, nice to be with you, Mel. It's my pleasure. And just before we started, folks, I was just commenting that in the past few days, I read David's book, Final Warning, A History of the New World Order. This is the kind of topic that you must explore, folks, because it really tells you where we are today. And to my surprise, I, I honestly, I didn't have the expectations that I needed to, to read this book, because to me, once I finished and I'm going to have to read it a few times. It felt like a college textbook, David. How long did it take for you to write this book? Well, what actually happened, like just to, in a kind of in a nutshell, uh, when I was growing up, uh, my mother started going to church, and I kind of didn't have a, a, a choice in the matter. I basically ended up having to go to church every day and twice on Sunday. 
And uh, so I decided, well, since I have to be here, I might as well get something out of it. So I basically would read anything I could get my hands on. And the churches at that time used to preach a lot of the hellfire damnation stuff. And they preached a lot about the Antichrist and everything like that. And I'd sit in church at eight years old and I'd kind of wonder, well, how can all of this happen? You know, when they're talking about Revelation and the Antichrist. And so I, I sort of started getting into conspiracy aspects of things just at an early age. I remember in high school, I started uh, studying the Kennedy assassination, and I really thought that there was something something there. I actually did a paper on it in, in college about the Kennedy assassination. So, so I was kind of predispositioned to, to you know, look at things like that. And then in 1978, there was a guy going around to all the big Baptist churches in the country, and or that would have him, I should say. And he was talking about this group called the Illuminati. And, you know, I somehow I got a hold of the tape. I can't even remember how I got a hold of it, but I, I actually still have it. And it can, you can actually hear it online. And, you know, it started it, it really seemed to solve the, the problem of how all this stuff could happen. Now, since that time, I, I really don't know whether he was who he said he was. I kind of think that he wasn't. But needless to say, I was exposed to the Illuminati at that age, and I began doing research into the Illuminati, uh, you know, around 1978. And when I get into something, I really get into something, because that's really the only way to learn about something is to totally immerse yourself in it. So between 1978 and 1984, I, I kind of put this all together. And there was a Christian bookstore that I used to go to a lot. And I, I talked to the owner a lot. I told him that I was I'm putting together a manuscript about the Illuminati and the relationship to Bible prophecy. And I want to try to sell it to a publisher. So I showed it to him. He says, well, look, let me try to sell it down here for you. So he was selling a lot of copies down there. And needless to say, at that time, I really didn't have the name recognition or anything to be able to get a book published. So it kind of went on the back burner. But needless to say, I still kept on researching and doing a lot of uh, doing a lot of different rabbit trail searches into the various aspects of what the Illuminati was all about as far as the government and everything like that. And then when the first Persian Gulf War happened and they began to openly proclaim the new world order, I said, well, it's time. I got to do something else and bring this all back together again. So then I self-published it. Uh, on a wider basis, and I sold a lot of copies, and I had it you know, basically all over the country, and I still couldn't get it published. So I, you know, I said, well, I almost gave up on it. I, it during that time, I, got, uh, I put it on the Internet and learned how to do websites and stuff like that, and I had it on my website. And then I got contacted by a publisher back in 2004, and then that's when it was published uh, in 2004, and uh, so it's, it went out of print. And then in 2010, Progressive Press repu reprinted it. And so that's that's kind of where we're at now. So I've been doing research you know, for over over 30 years. But lately, since I finished the book, I've been getting more into the the. Bible prophecy aspects of it. And, and that really, when you look at Bible prophecy, the, it kind of explains everything that's going on and why it's going on. And yeah, and we'll look, we'll like to explore that because the way things are looking now, and even with the the recent events in in Syria with the Israelis uh, dropping those bombs there, sometimes I wonder 
if they are trying to, you know, we, we hear of self-fulfilling prophecies, but I wonder if they are fulfilling the script, if they are fulfilling the prophecy, but we'll discuss that in a minute. You mentioned the first Gulf War. That was actually, the, the although it was not the first time the term New World Order was used, it's the first time to me that it became more of a mainstream. Is that is that an accurate statement? Well, yeah, the term New World Order goes back for years. I mean, Hitler even used it. And, it's, and there, there is actually books uh, about the New World Order. H.G. Wells wrote uh, a book about the New World Order, and he, he was involved a lot with, the, uh, with uh, socialism and one world government through his writings and was actually part of a uh, precursor to the Council on Foreign Relations called the Fabians. And so that term has been around a long time. And that's kind of, you know, when we talk about the Illuminati, there, there is no group called the Illuminati. I mean, there was a group initially in 1776 called the Illuminati. And, uh, you know, there was a time after that into the 1800s where it was outlawed. So the group Illuminati no longer exists. But we refer to it as the Illuminati because the finger groups that have grown out of that movement, we still refer to as the Illuminati just, uh, you know, just for kicks and giggles. So everyone knows what we're talking about. But what was the Illuminati became the Council on Foreign Relations. And then the Council on Foreign Relations kind of became the New World Order. Now the New World Order is turning into global governance. And you mentioned H.G. Wells, Fabian Society, and for, for the folks who are listening, they know Cliff High from the WebBot. The book, actually, H.G. Wells' book was titled The Shape of Things to Come. It has nothing to do with Cliff High's work anyway. But let me also say that I'll try to encapsulate as much as we can tonight, but I think it would be impossible, David, be, I mean, uh, uh, David, because this, this book requires a full semester. It's so extensive. Well, there's a lot of information, and that's and that's kind of it's it's necessary to to set a firm foundation to understand the whole picture, and that's what I try to get into a little bit of every every single aspect that I could. That way, when you get a little bit of information on this, and then a little information on a little bit of information on that, and then you pull back, and then you look at the whole thing, and you say to yourself, you know, wow, there could be something to this because there's something in all these different areas that are that are concrete things. They're not. I don't get into all the black helicopters and and you know boogeyman around every corner thing. I I kind of I kind of am a little bit more pragmatic about it. And when you talk about like the uh, the Federal Reserve. I mean, that's a concrete thing. We, we can look back and see how that came into being. And, and then with the income tax and with the foundations, I mean, we can look at all these different things and we can see factually the things that were done to to that's leading to the bringing down of our economy today. And we'll definitely explore the, the Federal Reserve, because to me, David, this is probably the most vivid example of something right under our noses. And when you discuss the Federal Reserve with most common people, they look at you as if you're a conspiracy theorist, no matter how much evidence you give them to let them know that this is not federal and it doesn't have any research, but we'll definitely dive into it. Folks, I, don't, I really don't like to read a lot from a book, but because of the magnitude of the material that we'll discuss tonight, I'd like, David, with your permission, extract and, and read a few few things. For example, when we think of the New World Order, there's one name that comes to mind to most people who study the subject, Henry Kissinger. In an interview with Charlie Rose on March 23, 2007, 
Kissinger said in the last minutes of the show, quote, Yes, we are living in a period of tremendous turmoil now, but I think that at the end of this administration, meaning the Bush administration, with all its turmoil, and at the beginning of the next, we might actually witness the creation of a new world order, because people looking in the abyss, even in the Islamic world, have to conclude that at some point, ordered expectations must return under a different system, unquote. And he has made similar statements again and again, David. Well, he has, and he's been the, uh, I mean, obviously he's closely tied into the Rockefellers, and back when he was in the Nixon administration, I mean, he was almost looked at, and I think I remember there was a Newsweek or a Time uh, magazine cover with him with a Superman suit on, I believe, years ago. And, I mean, he was looked at looked at it because he had so much knowledge into foreign affairs and everything like that, but his he had an agenda going back to that time that didn't really have anything to do with what people thought it was, and, and, and really it was to, towards establishing the new world order. And that's the thing. There's been an agenda all these years. And, you know, I don't like Obama, but you really can't look at Obama because he's just representing an agenda. And it's that agenda that brought him to the forefront of power. So this agenda has been followed, you know, even before Kissinger, there has been others who have been following that agenda. So Kissinger is one of the major players. E- even today, he's very well regarded, you know, as far as foreign affairs. But he's still involved in various New World Order groups, and he's still very much entrenched in that agenda. I don't know if you know this. You probably do. But uh, there's an article that I read a few years ago. It's uh, U.S. National Security Advisor Jones gave these remarks at the 45th Munich Conference on Security Policy in uh, February of 2009. Quote, thank you for that wonderful tribute to Henry Kissinger yesterday. Congratulations as the most recent National Security Advisor of the United States. I take my daily orders from Dr. Kissinger, filtered down through General Brent Scowcroft and Sandy Berger, who is also here. We have a chain of command in the National Security Council that exists today. What does that tell us, David? Well, the, it certainly tells us who they're looking for for direction. And that very much is similar to the clip you've probably seen of Hillary Clinton uh, commenting at the press conference about uh, uh, being right up the street from the Council on Foreign Relations and that they didn't have very far to go to get their instructions. Well, one thing is to take direction as an elder, as an advisor. Another is to take orders. What kind of, of position does he have where our security, national security advisors take orders from him? Well, the thing about it is people, people need to understand that when, they, when, when somebody is elected president, they they really don't have the knowledge about foreign affairs to really do the job. So because of that, they have to rely on organizations like the Council on Foreign Relations and the Trilateral Commissions because they have pulled people out of colleges and universities and, and other foundations and think tanks that that are schooled in the agenda of the New World Order. So these people are brought into a presidential administration and they're supposed to be advisors as far as what what our national foreign policy should be, but they're not really looking at the good of the country. They're looking at how we can get our agenda into place to do what we need to do as far as bringing this country towards socialism. 
That's exactly right. And as I was saying before, the first time I ever heard the term New World Order was during a speech made by George H.W. Bush, former president, on September 11th, 1990. And this may sound irrelevant to some, but September 11th, 1990 was... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it because you don't want to believe. You want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.